this is it. We, we're started. This is episode 277. Whoa. Yes, of No Laugh Track Podcast. That means Jenny Zagrino. That is 277 episodes recorded right here at Acme Comedy Company. 277 weeks? Weeks. Yes. Yes. What is that divided by 52? It's a lot of weeks. How many years? That is over five. Five years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And for finally, and after it took 200, 277 to get you here. So, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was here as a feature you for were. Carmen Lynch two years ago. Did we? Is there a chance we met when probably, you were here? I mean, yeah, probably. Wait a minute. Was she? Let me let me think now. I was I was here for my. Uh, it was my uh, high school reunion. Okay. And, um, I just was her feature. That's it. Were you here at the club when, like, when she came and did the podcast? Were you here with her rehearsing I, some I sort of lines for something she was maybe, doing? Maybe, yeah. But I might also have a false memory of this. Yeah, sure. But I'm going to say it was you. Yeah, no, it was probably it me. I don't know who else it would be. Okay. That was two years ago. Yeah, all 2015. Right. Okay. I'm, I just got done with the gym. I'm so tired. Oh, no. <laughs> it, like, all just hit me where I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, coffee stat. Coffee. coffee. Actually, yeah, if there is coffee, I would love some. Oh. It, um, did you hear that? Tell me. Tell. Uh, ask me all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Where do, Where should we start? Today is. Th- this is your first headlining week now, of course. Yeah. At Acme. At Acme, it's been great. And it is Thursday, so there's been two shows already. We had two shows packed. Really great. Really fun. Um, my feature, Greg Berman, his teacher showed up. His teacher showed up? Yeah, that he used to TA for. She sat in the front. And you bet your sweet ass I razzed her. Yeah? Yeah. Who, I made it? fun of that bitch. <laughs> She's very nice. Very nice lady. Who, tell, who's Greg Berman? Greg Berman is my feature. He is a Minnesota local. Oh, okay. And uh, him and I both live in L.A. now. Oh, okay. Not like together, but... We right. live there. Right. <laughs> That's where we live. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to all the things that you have done. Um, I have watched a movie that you're in. Oh, I thank have watched you. your half hour, Comedy Central. We're going to talk about all that stuff. Conan, cool. I've watched your Conans, all of that stuff. Oh, thank you. Yes. Wow. You're like fan number one. Well, thank God you finally followed me on Instagram. <laughs> right. As of two hours ago. <laughs> but the, the Twitter follow has been longer. You you can look that up. Oh, it has I've, it. I've been following you longer than uh, two hours. On oh, Twitter. thank you. Yeah. Like three, three hours. Days, months, months, months. I I only look at Twitter to like, get upset now. Oh, that's the only reason I use it. Where I'm like, I've been having too good a day. Let's fuck it up. Yeah, it, it does fuck people's days up quite a bit. It's where I yeah it. Besides family, it delivers more bad news than anything yeah. else. It's kind of perfect because, like, when you look down at it, it just slowly moves you, like, more into a fetal position. Like, the more you look at social media, you're just like, oh, no. When you wake up in the morning, yeah, do you have notifications on your phone? Oh, yeah. And check ho- those things immediately. Immediately? Immediately. It's like a, it's like a drug. It's like, Isn't it? It's like you're uh, wake and bake. Yeah. But uh, you just hope they're nice. How about like the news? Do you go to that right away? Yeah. 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 I just am like, oh, is, is he dead yet? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say who we were talking no, about. No, I don't have to. No. But we all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. all know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's start 
you've already hinted towards it that you're from here. I am. Yes. Yeah. I'm. Uh, Were you born in Minnesota? Well, I was born in Burnsville, and um, then St. Lived... Paul, right here. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I should explore St. Paul more. I never really explored it. How Do you know what I mean? Like, dare you? I was always Minneapolis side. I never really like explored St. Paul. I do know what you mean. When I was a kid, my mom, for some reason, had a bag from one of these, uh, you know, hit up all the Dales. There's like Rosedale, this Dale, all the malls. Why don't I hit up all the Dales? The Dales. No, it was a bag. It was a bag yeah. from one of those malls. And that was like the slogan oh, on it. Something about the Dales. Oh, Ridgedale? I, Ridgedale. Yeah, and all the other Dales. And uh, I remember seeing that bag and it listed one in Minnetonka growing up in St. Paul. Yeah. I thought Minnetonka could have been. In in Iowa, for as far as I was concerned, yeah, so right. So I'm just backing you up on like you don't really get the other no, side. No, like Roseville is that over there? <laughs> I used to go to White Bear because I had friends in White Bear. That was about it, and then that's east. Yeah, yeah, and then like as I got older, like uh, now, like um, I think I try to go out there. I have friends who live there now, so I'll like might go see them later. But I just don't know anything about St. Paul's nightlife. I mean, I know the State Fair is over there. And like. Don't go there today. Oh, no, it's definitely <laughs> closed. <laughs> I'll find a way in. I'll break in. Um, but yeah, like that whole area. Like now, like, uh, because when I left, I left when I was 18 okay. to go to college. The uh, light rail had maybe just started. Yeah. And uh, still, I still haven't ridden it yet but oh um, uh many minnesotans that live in the twin cities have not ridden they should ride it oh my god it doesn't have a lot of convenient stops unless you live Um, in the heart of minneapolis that's true they really were dumb on that yeah like for example get it out to the west if i want if i wanted to take like the light rail from Mm -hmm. my house to the comedy club here i would have to drive somewhere and park my car and then get on doesn't that defeat that defeats the purpose no you take a bus (laughs) <laughs> Look, I used to live in Boston. I lived in a place where I lived in an area called Jamaica Plain. There were no trains near me. You would take the 39 over to the Green Line and then hop on the Green Line and boom, you're good. Boom, you're good. Yeah, that's what life is in public transportation. It's not easy, okay? Or get a bike. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I have a bike. Fine. Yeah, just get a bike, okay? Stop using your cars. I have a Prius. <laughs> I take care of the environment. Do you have a Prius? I do. For, you, have, you live, I live in, in L.A. You live I have, in L.A. I have to have a Prius. Or no car at all. Or no car. Yeah. yeah. Nothing Prius or less. Screw it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let, we, we're getting too far ahead here. Sorry. I, I, like, I love talking about Priuses. I love <laughs> I love Priuses. But, um, yeah, so I grew up here. Um, more western suburbs. Where did you guys suburbs. live? Yeah. So, like, Minnetonka, Hopkins. Um, we're now in Eden. Sorry, I had a lot of seltzer water. We're now mm-hmm. in Eden Prairie. Okay. is like, was the last place I lived. So, like, when I was 17, we moved there. And then my dad's there now with his new family. Okay. And that's where I stay. So, you know, right near the mall. Right near that great Eden Prairie Mall. Yeah. And then, uh, like, right behind my house. This is an interesting. Here's a fun, interesting Prince fact. If you want to know a fun, interesting Prince fact. Give me one. So, I live... Um, the area I live right behind it is uh, Aztec Drive, and uh, there was always this plot of land that was like super undeveloped, and everything else was developed. Uh-huh. And then uh, when he died, they were like, "Oh, Prince owned an acre of land uh, on Aztec somewhere, and that's where Paisley Park was originally supposed to be in Eden Prairie." What? Yeah, but the neighbors, the ones that I live near, 
were like, it'll be too loud. Right. And I'm so angry. They'll park in near my house. Oh, I was so mad when I found that out. But yeah, it's it's being sold right now. So someone wants to buy a Prince's Land on Aztec. I'm going to buy it. I was so. going to say, well, have you put a bid in? I should. Like, I, I wish I had enough money. <laughs> I would just own it for like... Maybe what a would, month and be let, like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> let's say you had the money. What would you put it? What would you put there? If I had three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, oh, do I have to buy it, <laughs> or can I just have three hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> now the story changes. Wait, now I do have three hundred. Well, I'd scratch that. I don't want it anymore. I think I just build a little cottage. I'd build a little house for myself or um, condos and sell them off and oh, invest. Uh, look across the street here. There are plenty of condos. Yeah, but. In Eden Prairie, in a in a weird industrial park. Come on, that's where they're needed. Where Prince considered building a (laughs) studio. I'll call it the uh, Prince Dominiums. I know. I should. Someone should stop me. (laughs) What uh, you? Okay, so you left here, and you left the family. Went to college. Yeah, I went to Massachusetts College of Art in Boston. No. Yeah. What school did you go to here? I went. I went to um, the uh, arts high school, Perpich Center for Arts Education. That's not a real thing. It is a real thing. You didn't know about it? It's in Golden Valley. Really? Yeah, it's an it's a art school that has like five um, concentrations. So visual arts, which was at I was, um, music, theater, literary, and dance. No kidding. It was like two hundred kids, and it's eleventh and twelfth grade, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. No kidding. Yeah, I loved it. Were you in like a public school before eleventh grade? Yeah, it's it's a charter school, um, so it was still like public. But okay, I was at Hopkins before that. Oh, okay. And then I was like, screw this! I want to be an artist, and uh, I went in for like drawing and painting, and then I came out wanting to be a filmmaker. Oh wow! Yeah, drawing and painting, huh? Yeah, I used to want to be a comic book artist. Awesome. That's what I thought I was going to be. But I didn't like like comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I like the art of comic books more than I like reading comic books. Yeah, like um, I think that uh, as I got older, like I dated a guy that was really into comics, so I got into comics. But it wasn't like superhero. It was like Sandman and like oh, the Neil okay. Gaiman and um, yeah, yeah. and uh, oh my god, what's his name? He's I really like him. He was an he's a Disney artist. Uh, Walter something. I forget. But um, I got into more serious, like graphic, no- like serious graphic novels. And then that's what I thought I was going to do. And then I was like, oh, I want to write and make movies and be in them. So then I went into that. And then it kind of went back into stand up. But I didn't stand up when I was like a teenager here and tried it. Yeah. Got scared and then was like, never again. And then picked it back up again. How did that happen the first time? Um, I was watching Dane Cook's special. <laughs> and T- Tourgasm? Or no, that? no, 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 way before that, his half hour. And I have his... Um, Where he's like pulling his t-shirt up and the... the yeah, and when he like looks at the camera and goes something about black tar heroin. Yes. Yeah, and I have I his... I liked that um, one. That was a good one. And I have his uh, the his album that you had to order from his website. Ooh. Like before, it was like, look, I was deep in the... Deep in the Dane. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, you were friends with him on MySpace, no doubt. Pro- I probably was. Yeah. You know, he's on Bumble, right? No. He's on Bumble. Okay. <laughs> he says he's 32, isn't it? <laughs> Don't worry, Dan, I'd still date you. 
<laughs> Let's go out. Um, but uh, <laughs> so that's what started it. Then I took a class. And then I realized I was too young to do it. Because I couldn't talk about anything I wanted to talk about. So then I just picked... Actually, when I was 18, I did the open mic here. Oh, you did? Yeah. And I... Because I was like, I'm 18. I can talk about fucking now. Like... That's so that was the, that was the holdup was like I, these these things I, I want to say but nobody wants to hear a sixteen year old say this yeah no one wants to hear a sixteen year old girl talk about like boys and sex first of all I hadn't even had sex yet so <laughs> no one wants to know like like where I'm just get on stage and like can anyone tell me what sex feels like <laughs> wait no that's never <laughs> been done on stage are you kidding me. Except uh, oh man they if would... you would have saved that as an eighteen year old. <laughs> no, but that makes time, it creepy. I already knew what's up. <laughs> um, but so then I remember I came here um, when I was 18 and I was so excited to like actually do what I wanted to talk about. I think I just talked about masturbating with a shower head. Sure. You know, it was like, you, you know, it's like uh, when you don't have, um, you know, you don't allow yourself to have pizza for a year and then someone's like do you want pizza and then you eat all of the pizza that's literally what i did on stage okay. i was like no one's let me talk what i want about let's talk about female masturbation and just went into it i think i did okay i was gonna say do you remember how it went i think i did okay do you know who was any uh buddy we know that were here that I night i think Cy was there Cy. i remember i think i remember Cy. i know Cy closed it out sure i remember that specifically um and then I did it a little bit more. Oh, my God. You're literally the best. That's perfect. That is perfect. Oh, tea's being delivered to oh, Jenny. Look I'm at so that. Tired. Yeah, take a sip. I did the Stairmaster, guys. You, you earned it. I earned it. You earned it. I climbed stairs. Um, yeah, and then I remember, I remember, um, I don't know if I did it when I was 18 or 21, but I did the joke joint when it wasn't... Um, uh, the next mic I did was in um, when it was at the Thunderbird. Oh yeah, and I met Jesse Campbell, who I like was crushing on so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, she's the greatest comic ever. And so I have like these nice memories of like comics that I used to see. Like I remember Andy Erickson. Yeah, when I was like first starting here, um, either again eighteen or twenty one. I don't remember. But I remember I came to this table and I was at like the, there's a comic table and I was like, um, is there a, a mic here? And some dick was like, why ask a stupid question like that? And they all laughed and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny, like the stuff that you remember. Sure. What is it? Where's that comic? Nowhere. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Exactly. I'll show you where the mic is, motherfucker. Exactly. Right in front of you doing this podcast. Yeah. Which or is, that was it you? <laughs> I'm no comic. I'm not a comic. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan and a, and a podcaster oh, now. That's so lovely. That used to do radio. So, yeah. No. Okay. No no, no comic here. Okay, good. Well, I'm, that comic's gone now. Yeah. So fuck <laughs> nope. Nope, not me. Listen me. Sorry, I like I'm going on a lot of tangents. That's good. Just keep talking. That's okay. all good. Um, so but you uh, let's go. I read somewhere it was Stevie Ray's. Yeah, yeah. Stevie Ray's is still around. I don't. I see. Mm. I should know. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you know why? One of the reasons I chose them is because the I think Marie like they, they had Maria Bamford down in like their credits or something. Oh wow! And I was a big Maria Bamford fan. Is that 
Purpose school using your name in their credits? Like, Jenny they went to school better. here. I wrote a letter to Congress to be like, keep the school open. For real? Yeah. Oh. One oh, was- yeah. That school should be open. If any, if anyone's listening to this podcast, keep the arts high school open. It's, a, it's so great. I don't know. I'm waiting for them to call me to, like, allow me to... Um, give a commencement speech you know since we were talking about that again i'm curious i got i have two daughters yeah one is in sixth grade the other is in fourth grade and Aww. yeah and sixth grade is quickly merging into you know yeah you know that age she's yeah she's hitting that age and i'm wondering if did was your like how things were for you, like s- just success-wise in school or happiness. Was it how was how what was the big? Di- was there a huge difference between going to that perpetu- performing yes. arts school versus a regular public? Yes, school? Yes, there was a huge difference. Yeah, he, like I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't necessarily unhappy at my at Hopkins. Like it was still a fine school, but it's big. You know, it's like three hundred kids a class. That's a lot. It's a lot. You know, and. You're not necessarily a place that feeds creativity very well. You know, they're thinking a lot about other things and tests and, you know, getting money to build theaters and, you know, sports is huge. Yeah. And then, and I wasn't sporty and I was just kind of like this, you know, awkward fat kid that like, liked to draw. And, um, and that going to that school like that, uh, allowed me a to do that, to just be like weird and draw all the time and yeah. do what I want and like they gave us this added level of um, respect because we we called them by their first names which oh. I was like that's really it was like you're in a it was very much like you're an adult we had we were in school longer we were in school from nine to five oh most of the time like, like job um, hours yeah and which was great because like my dad was raising me he was a single dad um, and so when he would come home from work, I would come home. I wasn't just like hanging around being like, what do I do now? Hey, that could help. Yeah. Like it was really great. I totally, if, if anyone gave me for some unreason was like, Jenny, what do you think would make schools better? I'd be like nine to five. <laughs> Hundred percent. Make schools nine to five. I can tell you, as a, as a parent of a kids in school, I would like that. Yeah, like because your kids ends at two thirty. You don't got to work till five. What are I you supposed a, to do? I have to leave work early all the time to get them. I'm, exactly. I'm not with their mom. I'm divorced and yeah. remarried. So yeah. Yeah. I have I have my certain days that I have them, and yeah. it's like. I want to take advantage of that, but then when they're out at two thirty, that means I'm not working at that time because I got to get out of work to go see them. Yeah, it's it's that's a, a whole other thing. It's a weird balance. It's archaic. So. It comes from when we used to be more of an agricultural, you know, society. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Yeah, but, um, but I gotta think that like I, I'm just thinking back like yeah. when I went from high school to college, and then you you know it yeah. happens to most people. You get to. Be more of yourself, you know? Uh, but I was so ready when I was already there. Well, that's like, what I mean. You got to do it two years earlier. I got to, sorry, like, you know, the teachers were very, it was very like, this is on you. Like, your education's on you. Because we also, my, at least in my grade, I had like a two-hour break on some days oh, where wow. I didn't do anything. And like, my friends and I would get in my car and we'd go thrift shopping or we'd go out to lunch. Like, we would use our time to go do fun stuff, but also... We still always went back to school. Like, we could have just left, but yeah. we always went back because it was like, no, this is important to us. And I think that, I mean, of my school, almost everyone went to college. Like, I know it's a small group, but almost everyone 
went. Yeah, and, that's awesome. Yeah, and if they didn't, they're still like pursued art, pursued what they wanted. And it was great because there's a lot of kids too, especially like we were so welcoming of, you know, of gay, bi, trans, sure. LGBTQ, all that, which we had, you know, had kids coming from northern Minnesota where that's probably not the greatest environment for them could yeah. come here and like feel like they mattered and feel like a person. Oh, it's really cool. And that's what that school gave me. And it gave a lot of people that. And oh, I'm getting all, <laughs> I'm getting all like high ho- on my high horse and like no, emotional really cool. about it. But like for a lot of high schoolers, it really changed their lives and changed their life. Like, I don't think I would be the person I am without that experience. Wow. And if I could, if I was like, if I gave up comedy, opened my own little vintage store in Minneapolis and like popped out a baby, I would do it so that they could like go to that high school. That's so really cool. keep that high school open, guys. It's there great. you go. Why Boston? Because um, I got state tuition. Oh, who moved there? <laughs> my mom. Oh. So she claimed me on my taxes. Nice. Uh, sorry, Mass Art. Um, <laughs> oh, they, they were mad about it all, every day. The, the, Staff would be like, oh, it's weird that a Massachusetts resident goes home to Minnesota every summer. And I'd be like, isn't it? Where's your accent, bitch? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it got like, it was great. I only applied to one school. I got in. So I was like, perfect. Nice. (laughs) Set. Nice. Because especially for art school, it's so, I mean, it's all really expensive. Mm -hmm. But art Mm school is very expensive. For so sure. that was a perfect experience for me. And then also, I love Boston. I love Massachusetts. It was like a perfect mix of like, I had the Minnesota niceness and then going to Boston, which is like old and like, you know, curmudgeon but also like full of history and intellect and very like this intellectual city. But also you got like the Southie dude. Yeah. Like it was just such a great place to come from. Also, I mean, you want to talk about comedians coming out of there. Yeah. Insane. Tons. Yeah. Tons. Um, so we'll, let's go. When did that get back in? When did the comedy get back in? I was in? 21. Um, I was at a study abroad trip. I was in London. Trip <laughs> or like the whole school year? The Just for like six months. Okay. So um, someone showed me. They were like, oh, um, do you want to check out this comedian? And it was, um, it was uh, winter of 2008. And someone showed me... Uh, Russell Brand. Okay. <laughs> Which I feel so dumb. Like I like it wasn't like Lenny Bruce that got me into comedy. It was like Dan Cook and Russell Brand. Yeah. I hear a lot of Richard Pryors and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I mean, look, I grew up like Comedy Central was my babysitter. Sure. So I grew up watching all the old comedy specials. Like I remember Paula Poundstone's special oh, where like she talks about dying from cinnamon and like thinking that was so funny and like Monty Python and the kids in the hall. Like I already had that foundation yeah. of like, cause I always, I always knew I was going to do comedy. So like the movies I made were comedies. The, the comics that I made were comedy. Like everything I did was comedy. So it wasn't like a far okay. cry, but, um, I think with, uh, with those guys is that they did have this added element. They have this added element of visual, spectacular um and then as a girl you're like already attracted to them in some way right (laughs) and i have this thing where if i'm attracted to people like it's because they have something that i want like i want to be like them in some way Uh so i think seeing russell and his just like 
that very um he's a he's a very dandy like dandy he's I a, love da- he's a dandy <laughs> he's a total dandy he's a um you ever read the art of seduction no it talks about it, the different no. seductive types okay. it's very interesting and okay. one of them is a dandy and a dandy's like it's very alluring like they seem very uninterested in, in you and they're like they're fashionable and they don't even know they're fashionable like it's that kind of and, and they um also they uh you know straddle both the sexes of like their male and female okay. so it's like this really alluring thing yeah and Mystery. so it's very mysterious, right? He's always mysterious and he was smart and said big words and was like jumping around on stage, but it was very feminine at the same time. He was masculine. Like it was just a perfect symphony of everything that I liked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love him. I must do stand up. <laughs> so then I picked it up again. And funny enough, I like, um, uh, I went. So the first time I was on Comedy Central, if you watch his special, from 2000, 2008, I'm in it in the audience. What? I'm in there five times. You can see me. No way. Yeah, like standing and applauding and being like, I love you. <laughs> no shit. Right? So then afterwards, I was like, I, I met him afterwards and I was in, in front of all these girls and I was like, I love you so much. Like, you're my hero. I think you're so great. Can I do some stand up for you? And he was just like, Ugh, I don't have time to have sex with all these people, let alone listen to your bit. And like humiliated me, <gasps> then made it with the girl next to me. No, yeah. And then um, a few months ago, he was doing a book. He was doing his book talk in Brooklyn, and I just like had to go. And so like I went, and then like I went and asked a question, and he was like, "Are you you very you know you you're very comfortable?" And I was like, "I'm a comedian." And he's like, "Oh, I knew it. I knew you were a comic." And I was like, "Yeah, bitch, I am a comic." Like. It was just like this weird wow. thing that I felt I had to do where I had to like face him and be like, you wouldn't listen to my bit two, like, you know, eight years ago. Now look at me. I'm a comedian. Wow. But it was like, it was like I had to, you know, it was like this moment where I told him I was in front of all these people. I was like, you know, you were one of the big reasons I actually just started doing stand up again. So I, you know, it's really fun to like be here and do this. Um, but he was also at the same time, his body language was very like, Ugh. <laughs> like, I didn't want, I didn't want to like deal with another comedian kind of look, but wow. I could, that's also probably a story I've made up in my head <laughs> because it fits my narrative of him. <laughs> right. Russell, if you're listening to this, I've made a narrative of you <laughs> and, uh, it's not good. So what? text me. Yeah. Did, uh, did you buy his book? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Well, I paid 15 bucks to see him, so I think I'm fine. But, yeah, I'm so rambly. I'm sorry. No, and I love that you just threw that. I was going to go, so have you you had a chance to meet him? Clearly you have. I have, and it was kind of like, it was also like, it was just, I I like narrative. I'm a super narrative person, so I always like, I think my life's a movie, so I always like find these little plot points and stuff, like. So having that, like, that closed off the story of Russell Brand and me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that was my nice little ending to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, finally, like, doing my special. And, like, that was another, like, closure of that, of, like, the being the comic and, like, waiting for that moment to come where, you know, that's your big thing. Yeah. And, like, that was it. And uh, it was really important to me. And then there was, like, another thing where... um I like after Prince died, it like really affected me. Like I didn't expect it to make me as sad as it did, but it like really affected me. A lot me. of people. 
And and I think it's like, you know, because we're from the same place and he, all this other stuff. And like, you know, he was important and he's, I don't know, whatever the reason. But I filmed my special on the day he died. So for me, there was like this another, like there was my lovely little closure of my story. Oh, wow. So that was like a little uh, fun little narrative thing that I did. So, um, yeah, I just always think of everything in like stories and like. Um, that's why I think why I do really dumb stuff is because I'm trying to get the story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right? that's how it works. Sometimes. That is how it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, Jesus. Hmm. Um, the Prince thing. Yeah. I'll, you know, that's one of those things I'll never forget where I was when I found out. Yeah. And the whole, word, the whole thing was really weird because it was like, I was actually doing a painting job in an office building yeah. and these employees were there and the one was like looking at her phone going, Harvey Prince died, and he's like, I'm looking here, and it says he's not dead. And they're just, like, going back and forth, and we're just about to leave for lunch, and my buddy and I leave for lunch, like, did Prince die? Like, just on pins and needles, like, we need an update on this thing. I don't know. Carrie didn't seem too certain, uh, but uh, Harold, or whatever the guy he's working, you know, he was... He was pretty sure that he's going to survive. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think, uh... I just, like, there are these people in your life that um, whether like for whatever reason they affect you and I don't know why it affected me the way it did but there was something about it and then there was something some stuff afterwards that like changed the way like I lived my life afterwards okay I don't know why and then but you know what though we always create narratives we always create these narratives because our brains are biologically wired to to have a beginning middle and end everything yeah so honestly there's probably no reason for anything ever <laughs> but you your brain has to make sense of it yeah, so that's it why it does it when exactly there is. yeah that's why i like comedy did you so you were saying that you were in uh in in england doing the study abroad yes yeah, so doing Russell study abroad Brand. did Russell you go on Brand. stage there then not no not no. then i then the, i came home and i went to um uh i think every girl starts off her stand-up uh um, not every girl, but a majority of women start off their stand-up um, path because of a breakup. And I had just broken up with someone, okay. uh, like my fiancé. I was also very stupid for trying to get married at 20. But, mm. um, I, uh, yeah, I just went and I was like, I'm going to try this again. And I did. And I got some laughs. And then it was just like, I just kept coming back. And then I think about a month into that. I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is this is what I want to do. And you were still in school? I was still in school. But, I mean, film was still a super important part of all of this because I work in film. I write scripts. Like, at least, like, I, you know, I think as a stand-up, you have to be able to do that. And, like, um, sorry, my phone is buzzing. Oh. Sorry, guys, I'm very popular. <laughs> it's probably an email for a bill. But, uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, you just like, uh, I just came home and knew immediately I had to do it and was just like, well, now I'm just finishing my degree okay, kind of thing. But, um, uh, it was great. I met really great people in the Boston stand-up community that I still today like love so much. Good. Yeah. And like I have friends, um, all over the world cause of this job, which is so great. I love, like, I love this job. I would be so unhappy to just be in production or like just be a writer, sure. like writing scripts. Like this is the best thing in the world. 
I'm very lonely. Though. Diversify. <laughs> You're diversified. I'm diversified. Right? Like I could go I could go to Europe right now and I could book a whole week of shows just mm-hmm. from friends of being like and or I can like I've even done I I've done shows in Israel. Like I people have been like, Oh, I can get you shows in Japan, I can get you shows in like China. There are tons of expats in China. So it's like what other job do you have or you get to like people are like, Oh, I can get you to yeah, go yeah. do this. It's really cool. Super cool. Super cool. Um, did you have, like, uh, you know, a lot of people, the plan is the plan. Okay. You go to college. Yeah. And then you finish, and then you start that career that you went to college for, and you start looking for a job. You didn't, there was no, like, nine-to-five job that you were looking for. No. What I did is I um, I sold orthotics huh? for my brother. Sold orthotics. So my brother owns owned these orthotic shops, and so I would sell the orthotics, and that was my job for like five years out of college, where I just and I would drive up to Manchester and Plymouth, New Hampshire, from Boston, which is an hour and a half, okay, each way. So I would drive so long to go work. Yikes! Um, but the upside was I got paid really well because it was family. And then... Show up late. What? Show up late, no problem. Oh, dude, I played hooky a few times. <laughs> I bet. My brother's like, where are you? And I was like, I don't know. But I was like on a roof. <laughs> yeah. With a friend like drinking. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and then I could be like, hey, um, I want to go away to New York for the weekend. I could just take off time whenever I needed to. Awesome. Which was great. So um I was I think I was really lucky in that. I think Yeah, I was really lucky. A lot of people don't have that don't have that opportunity and work, you know, crappy nine to fives or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was I very much lucked out with a day job so that I could really cultivate my stand up. No waiting tables for you? Mm I've never waited a table. Good for you. Yeah. But I've stuck my hands inside of people's shoes. So if any people doing waitstaff are like, oh, what a spoiled bitch, you don't know <laughs> the hell I've been through, okay? The I can sheer o- I can hell. only, ima- five years you said, right? Five years. And their animals pee in their shoes and they don't know it. What? Yeah. Wait, no, what? Yeah, because they don't get down that deep. I'm pulling out the insides of their shoes to put the orthotic down in there. And if you wear gloves, people get weird. They're like... What's wrong with my What's feet? What's wrong with me? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's just your cat's probably pissed in the shoe a dozen times. And then people come in, they ha- I'm like, when's the last time you bought a new pair of shoes? Like, oh, these shoes are 10 years old. So put your hand in a 10-year-old shoe and then get mad at me. Right. I'd be praying for that yeah. spray they have at bowling alleys. Right? Oh, my God. I don't even think we had that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awful. Awful. <laughs> I was getting up for work one morning, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, put my shoe on, and I was like, what in the fuck? I just slid it on real fast. I'm like, what yeah. is, is there like a paper, felt like it, like it was like Kleenex or something, like in the oh, toes no. of my shoe. It was a mouse that was still alive. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you kill it? I let it back outside. Oh, it was alive. Yes. It lived. Yes. <laughs> yes. I took my shoe off I and mean... shook it, and it... F- fell out and then r- and then took off. I do really wish it was a dead mouse. No, it was live and we and I did catch it and <laughs> I released it back into its natural habitat. Yeah, and then I just went and 
probably shit in your shoes some more. <laughs> Prob- no, they were hidden. Yeah, you got to drop those things like, what, a mile from your house or something? They always find their way back. The truth is I caught him in a bucket and I like heave-hoed the bucket over my... Um, <laughs> He's so dead. Over my deck. He died, into in, a, he died uh, on impact. Yeah. Well, it was a field. <laughs> there were, you crushed him with your foot, it might, and then you <laughs> threw him. He may, have la- he may have still have a family in that field. No, he's dead. He's probably dead. <laughs> Since then, I've had four pet rats, so okay. I've, I've given back to that community. Okay, thank right? you. I've, given, I've definitely given back to, to that thank community. Um, when, did you, when did you first start headlining? Um, How long did that take? I was doing colleges before. Okay. So I was doing colleges not well, but I was doing them um, like like maybe four years in, four or five years in. And then I started headlining. My first headlining gig was at a club in North Carolina called the Dead Crow. Okay. Comedy club. Um, And that was probably three years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it was about, wait. Yeah, it was about three years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was three years ago. And then, I mean, most people don't headline you unless you have like a Conan or or a late night. Yeah. Um, So I was doing like very, like B clubs, like very B clubs. And then after Conan, I started getting. You've done two Conans, I've right? I've done two Conans. Yeah. So after my first Conan, the A club started being like, okay, we can like have her come out. Yeah. Um, And. And yeah, and it's just right now, right now I'm trying to work on a new hour, so club people, um, they sometimes get a couple of duds, what can I say? Where, where do you, do you have a, uh, where do you slide in the new jokes? Just anywhere? Anywhere that um, seems right I usually the tell them. You know, what I do is I, I do some, I do really good at the front, like real fun stuff, gain their trust, and then I can be like, hey guys, I'm going to do some new stuff. And then I think they're like, oh, we like her so much now. It's fine. Okay. You know? Cause you don't then, have to tell them. You could just do it. I don't do have it. to, but then it's, it's – because then I can make a joke about it being new, and then if it does bomb, I can make a joke. It's like I can – it's all – You don't it's think like, the setting it up like that affects it as no, well? No, I don't think so. Okay. So maybe like for some things, but mostly like if I'm just like having fun with them already and it's already so conversational, it's like – it's almost like a vulnerability that I show them even more vulnerability to be like, hey, guys, like we're having so much fun now. Let's get real. Like I'm ready to really, you know, I trust you guys sure. so much. Trust me that it's going to be good. And if it's not, then I'm like, all right, dudes, <laughs> what did you expect? And then they usually have fun. And we just like I really like to treat the show like it is a fun kind of conversation party atmosphere. Yeah. So, um. I do a lot of crowd work, um, talk to people, uh, just try to be like fun and like, and I slip in a couple of political views. <laughs> Are you doing that? Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't not like, it's, it's too crazy to, to just, to just be like, Oh, I'm just here to be funny. You know, it's interesting though, because like, uh, last week Sean Patton was here. Mm-hmm. If you follow him on social media, he's very outspoken about yeah. what's going on in the world today, like with you know the president, yeah. everything, everything that's pissing everybody off. Um, but on stage, he doesn't really go there at all. We did the podcast last week. Yeah, none of that stuff came up once. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying my, there's a right or wrong way. I'm just you know, my Twitter like, is very much a lot, a lot of retweets. But um, 
You know, I I think for me, what I'm slipping in isn't necessarily like um, political manifesto, but it's like a fun take on inequality. <laughs> like talking about like I talk a lot about women's experiences. Okay. Talk a lot about feminism and like what it's really like. I I try. I want to. I want to like kind of filter through the bullshit, and hopefully my audience comes away with being like. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, that was nice to, for her. So, I, like, I talk about history stuff. I'm working on this new bit about women who served in the Civil War. Jeez. Yeah, there's like what. You could uh, tell me anything, and I'd be like, oh, yeah. Right? Like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but uh huh. I'll pretend like I'm smart. Yeah. I mean, it's like what, how I started it. I go, like, do you guys know that like 750 women, close to 750 women, cross dressed to serve and it, that all came about from the transgender ban that the president was trying to do where it was like hey this has been going on like people are going to serve want to serve um and there, there's no reason a guy who's never been to war ever and dodged the draft five times should tell people who want to serve who gets to serve so i do this whole thing about women serving um and what that must have been like for them to be like um, you know, you're in Victorian society, you've never not been escorted around by a guy or you've been, you know, you've just been oppressed your whole life. And then suddenly you're in the camps. Everyone thinks you're a boy yeah. and they're just like, Hey, wow, like dudes being dudes. And like how horrific that must've been for them. And like, and it's not even only this one, the revolutionary war women would fight, fight women cross-dressed and fought too. So it's like, like that, that kind of stuff to me where I want to open people's minds up to stuff that they didn't think about before. Yeah, definitely not. Cause they probably didn't know. Most of them, most people don't know that information mm-hmm. and that would change the whole dynamic of it. Mm-hmm. Like they fought and they died. Like there are people, there are soldiers who are dead that were buried in mass graves that were women that we'll never know about. We'll never know about that. Yeah. And you know, I'm very much in like, we gotta honor. We have to honor those women, you know. Except the the southern ones. They really picked the wrong side. Fuck them. I'm glad they're dead. Uh, <laughs> Stand uh, firm on that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Wrong side of history, bitch. Enjoy that ditch. Um, <laughs> I read that you did some uh, reenacting or something. I did. I was a, I was a historical was reenactor in Boston. I loved it. I mostly did it for the dresses. Like at first, I was like, I love big dresses. That's why I did it. And then as I started to learn the history of America, I became more excited about it. And now I'm like, I still love it. And I love like studying history and like I listen to a lot of history. I like, listen to a lot of American history podcasts. Um, I listen. Sorry. I'm like so much gas in my stomach right now. <laughs> um, I listen to a lot of American history podcasts. I like listening to American history books on tape. Um, every time I go on the road, I go to like an American history site. So I was just at uh, the Battle of Little Bighorn. Oh, wow. And like learned about that. Um, and like now I'm trying to learn up, I'm trying to read up on kind of like what um, it was like for the Native American experience in America. Yeah. Um, and I mean, because that's fascinating. <laughs> Be careful who wrote those books. <laughs> Check out the sources on those books. <laughs> A lot of different perspectives. I think that's good to get like all the types of perspectives you can. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm definitely going for like the, you know, not self-published 
Amazon, the depths of Amazon <laughs> books. These are like these are legit books. Legit. They're legit. Keep it legit, y'all. Yeah, it was it's sold by it's it was sold at the US government little bighorn gift shop. It can't be bad. That's credible. It's pretty credible. The yeah. So. Credible. <laughs> wow. So you're like all nerdy on history. That's awesome. I'm very nerdy on history. Yeah, actually if you guys will to if tune in to, to the future, I've got some cool stuff coming up. I won't say anything oh, more than that. Okay. I've got some good stuff in the works about right. history. Sounds, very excited for it. Sounds good. Let's uh Conan, I'm sure wasn't your the 2015 Conan wasn't your first TV appearance, was it? I know, I was in a show called Funniest Wins before that with Marlon Wayans. Oh. So I was Yeah, I think I read that, but I have no yeah, idea what the show was. It was is. like a comedy competition show. Um, they had one season, and it was actually it was a good show. Was it on? Um, what was it on? TBS. TBS. Yeah, and I got second place. Okay. Winner won a hundred thousand dollars. Oh. And, and you got fifty thousand dollars for second. Right? Nothing. Nothing. I got a part in a movie. Yeah, hell I yeah, eventually you did. got Fifty Shades of Black, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. You know, so it all worked out in the end. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, so the, that that contest thing was the first. Yeah, that was my first major TV thing. Okay. Was there anything before that? No. <laughs> no, that was it. And then Conan was next? And then Conan. And then, like, um, then I got, like, At Midnight. Yeah. Um, which I loved doing. Oh, I loved that show. That show was so fun. And um, then it's just been, like, I do, like, a lot of, like, um, uh, I did Adam Ruins Everything, uh-huh. um, which was really fun. I've done, um, I'll be on a season of Comedy Knockout. Um, oh, I've, I've, I've watched that. Yeah, so I'll yeah. be on that. Um, I do, oh, I do Girl Code Snapchat, which is like, it gets 7 million views. Jesus. Yeah. Is that show on television anymore? So it was on television, but now it's in Snapchat. Now they've switched it to Snapchat. Yeah, and it gets like, like it's crazy how many views it gets. Um, I'm gonna. I don't think I got any <laughs> extra Instagram followers though. And you'd think you would. I thought I would, but it's fine. I still like doing it. Yeah. So those seven million aren't. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Come on, people. <laughs> I know, right, guys? Come on. Um, and just like a lot of like, I did like a Facebook first thing. Like, so I do. I do like a lot of kind of just talking. Oh, I was on a show called um, um, Greatest Ever. Was it Greatest Ever? <laughs> or worst ever. I was on some talking head show. Sure, with the clips I did a lot of and talking the comments. Head stuff. And, yeah. yeah, and I would like to do more acting, acting. Um, but I also love just like being myself and talking, as you can tell by this podcast. Did you act? Uh, did you do any like school acting, like in the plays or any of that? Mm-mm. No, no, no. I didn't. I no. didn't get cast. I tried out. You tried out and didn't get cast. I didn't get cast. And you've, now you've been in major motion pictures. Yeah. Well, again, what are those assholes doing? Yeah. Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> so um, bitter. <laughs> so I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Black. That's okay. Um, I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey. I Neither haven't. have I. You haven't? No. Okay. Did you re- I figured my character was super made up anyway. <laughs> so I was like, just do whatever, Jay. Yeah. Uh, so I did, haven't, like I said, I haven't seen that movie, but I did search YouTube, and they do have at least one two-minute clip. Someone has a has a Katisha. Um, yes, your uh, character is yeah. named Katisha, correct? <laughs> Katisha uh, um, Medley that I saw, which I was like, oh, that's really nice of them. 
Yeah, what I saw is you uh, like laying on a couch. Yeah, talking about my STDs. I think yeah. I got chlamydia on that scene. Yes. I really played it up. Yeah, really. And, and there's a fellow with you, and he stands up. and. Uh... Oh, that's just, that's a sex scene. Okay, well, that was I was on the too. couch a lot in that movie. All right. <laughs> Several times I was on yeah. that couch. No, the one I saw, the, uh, the fellow that was with you stands up and uh, is... Was that a big old dong? Yeah, it like hits the ground, I think, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, like, uh, like, it's knocking hits stuff a bunch off of a stuff. table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was, uh, it was fun. It was a very fun, it was very fun. I really like working with those guys. Marlon and Wayans. I right? love Marlon. And his show's really good. Have you watched it? No. <laughs> which, which show? His show is a show on NBC called Marlon. Oh, I didn't even know that. It's really good. You should watch it. Is it a sitcom? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a three-camera sitcom. I didn't even know. Well, it's got a second season, so I, now you I'm can on, do well, it. Well, see? They survived without me ever watching. They got, um, what is that? What are you doing? He, he's oh, going okay. to take a picture of us while we're talking. Wait, let me let get me, my uh, angles. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Wait, i got show, to show my bones, my clavicle <laughs> bones. <laughs> what, is this a bad... Is this a bad position? <laughs> you look so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> they fluff up my hair. I There you go. I read, uh, and I don't know if it's true or not, but something about when you did that movie with yeah. the um, the audition. Yeah. Did you put go in character? I did. Tell me about that. So, okay, so when you do auditions, you should you should dress up like the character. At least like an inkling of the character. But oh my god, I bought a uh, hundred dollar hair extensions. <laughs> like so I bought a once. whole outfit, which I bought at the Mall of America. Um, yeah, I have never used those hair extensions again. No. Never. No. Um, but I did like this whole crazy outfit, and I went in and I just like fucking sold it. Like, what did they tell you you were reading for? They, I knew I was reading for Katisha. Yeah. So you go. I, I already had the audition. I already knew it was going to happen. So then it was just like making the character, which for me, it always starts with the hair. Like I love wigs. Like right now I'm obsessed with wigs. I own many wigs and I'm trying to get the courage to like wear them out in the world, but it's been very difficult. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) It's hard because it's like, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm, people are going to know I'm wearing a wig. Then they're like, why is she wearing a wig? Is she dying? Right. So I have to get some better quality wigs, but I love wigs. I actually was going to go buy some this week. But, um, so yeah, I started with the hair, then I had a look, I mean, I put in earrings, I had just, you know, everything, and I have, like, a whole drawer now that's just, like, costumes, that you wear, like, a scrub costume. Sure. I have a blazer that I never wear, except if I'm doing auditions for, like, a cop, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, uh... You always got to kind of like look the part, and that helps you get into character, too, because auditions are a nightmare anyways. So if you look weird doing them, it's more fun, because that's just what I want to do. I just want to like do fun auditions. Yeah. And I've had a couple really fun ones where I didn't get the part at all. I didn't even get a call back, but I like went in and felt f- it was fun for me, you know? Well, something to be said for that. Yeah. So when you uh, – that, mov- that movie came out before Bad Santa, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Like almost it a year It came out the before. same year. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. 2016 was a good year for me. Yeah. 2017. Uh. We've all had a weird year. Come on. We all had a weird year. We've all year. had a weird year. Uh, just different, uh, degrees, I guess. But, um, when that movie comes out, you get to do the Hollywood, like, premiere and everything? Um, I didn't really do that much press for it. No? Um, I actually, 
uh, for Fifty Shades of Black, I was a supporting lead. And for Bad Santa, I was just a, um, uh, what is it called? A feature. Okay. So, but I wasn't on the press circuit. It was like the top five people. So it was Billy, Kathy, um, Christina, um, Thornton, not Thornton. Um, oh my God. Oh, I wrote it down. Brett Kelly? Brett, yeah. His, I have his headshot like on my fridge right now because <laughs> he Thur- left it at my house. Thurman Merman. Yeah, Brett. We're talking about. Uh, Brett uh, came over to the house and like left a headshot, and I just like have it on my fridge. What does his hair look like in real life? Does he have like. He's blonde. Yeah. No, no, it's like dark. It's like a st- more strawberry blonde. Oh, okay. It's much darker. Okay. Yeah, he, he gained like 60 pounds for that role. For real? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty nuts. So obviously I have seen that movie. Yeah. Um, let me go back here. Guy I was working with uh, when that movie when it was out in theaters last yeah. like a year ago at this time right wasn't it out last December? Yeah. Yeah. And then November it came no- out. November. Okay. Um, friend of mine comes back to work Monday morning. He's like, Oh yeah, Friday night I uh, went and saw Bad Santa too, and I took my kids. Why did he do that? Twelve and fourteen. Why did he do that? That's I I yeah. I don't think he girls did or boys. One of each. I don't think he did much, much research. Nope. I so you can go did. on the record right now. <laughs> not a movie for twelve and no, fourteen year olds. No, no, not at all. Yeah, not at all. No. <laughs> yeah. So when I watched it later on, that's all I thought about the whole time. My wife was that I, the twelve and a fourteen year old. Yeah, I'm watching, I'm, it? I'm watching it with my wife, two adults. Yeah. And there's scenes where you're like, oh my god, like yeah. this is going like, but you know. It's it's they get pretty crass. There's some you know there's some graphic, not like triple X rated like uh, like there's not a ton of there's not a ton of nudity, but yeah, some sex and whatnot in in the butt. It's still a dirty movie. It's a dirty movie. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be exactly. Not one to watch with your kids. No, no. <laughs> I like my sister. My little sister will never see a thing I'm in. Ever. That's what I was gonna ask you. So she has. She knows what you do for a living. She's seen my Conans. Okay. Like yeah. So she was on the radio today. I brought her to the club. She knows what I do, but I will never let her see anything I'm in. Unless the next project I'm doing is a you know a, a fun. Voice in Pixar. Yeah, or something. fun voice in Pixar. I'd love to do a Pixar voice. That oh would my be gosh. awesome. Uh, so <laughs> but she, wherever your sister lives, they have internet. Yeah, but she, I don't think she's, she's a really nice girl. You know, like Someday, she's, Jenny. I'm sure when Just she's Just like, like my kids 14. are going to listen to this podcast someday, I'm sure. They never yeah. have. They know it exists. Yeah. I don't think i've ever said anything to where i'm just gonna like break their hearts or anything but uh you know you never know i, I don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah it's um she'll see it eventually yeah. she, i know she will and then she, but she'll be it she'll be a teenager she'll just be like uh who right. cares right right whatever jenny whatever like i don't know i can't wait for that i can't wait for her to be a shitty teenager <laughs> so i can just just make her life even more hard <laughs> it's gonna be great was there ever a point where someone would have described you as a shitty teenager yeah i'm sure yeah. i loved corn <laughs> i was a shitty teenager immediately right off the bat i was a piece of shit 
Corn and Limp Biscuit, baby. Oh, the Limp Biscuit years. Yes. Did you have a Yankees hat? Did you go buy a Yankees hat to be like Fred Durst? Um, I think I did. And then my sister took it. My older sister took it and lost it on Halloween because wow. she was Fred Durst for Halloween. She did you a favor. She probably really did. The <laughs> There's no doubt. I got to ask you the lamest question ever, uh, but I have to. Like, you got to work with Billy Bob, Th- Kathy Bates, Billy Bob yeah. Thornton. Like, that's awesome, they were right? really nice. Billy Bob was super nice. He's really funny, and he's just, like, a really cool dude. Kathy was very sweet. Her and I had very limited interaction just because, you know, it was that was just busy. Sure. Um, and she was, like, and we had one scene together. But she was super sweet. Um I made her laugh a few times, which was like, yes, like so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, yeah, but she was just like, I really, like, I really liked everyone I worked with. There was no, no one where I was like, ugh, they're such a diva. Yeah. Everyone was like super cool. And, and I think from there, like I got, um, it just was like it, the, the, worst part about it was that once you're done filming it's like a very summer campy feel to sure, it i've heard that so when you're done everyone just kind of goes and does their own thing again and i wasn't i wasn't ready for that i honestly was like we're gonna be friends forever right all of us and it's like no and i was like oh okay yeah wow this feels weird i just i just changed uh jobs recently i had worked yeah. with some guys for like two and a half years and then uh, now I'm not for the, like the yeah. last month. Tomorrow was going to be my first chance to go back and work with those guys for a day. And I yeah. was looking forward to it so much. An hour before I came here today, I got the call. Oh, we finished the job. We don't need your help. And Aww. it was like, oh, I don't even, the work didn't even matter. I just wanted to see my old buddies. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's because like. Because that day when I walked away and it was like, all right, I'm, this is it. I'm like not going to work with you guys anymore. Uh, you know, like that goodbye is real super weird. Like, yeah, take care, see you down the road, or yeah, I'll, I'll be back. You know, but like I'm sure as my career catapults into the stratosphere and uh, I become a super duper duper star <laughs> um, with a crippling drug addiction, hopefully, really bank on a cocaine one. Yeah, um, I'll cross paths with all of them. It's sure. not gonna be like I'm not gonna be like uh, you never answered my text. Like it's. You know, we're all Kathy like Bates busy Kathy Bates is stuff. dead to me. Yeah. Like, what a bitch. No. Have you watched her show Disjointed on Netflix? I have. Yes. What do you think of that? It's a good show. Yeah, you're smiling. That's a good show. It's not my It's not my style. I don't like sitcoms. Okay. They're not my jazz. Yeah. But, you know, it's a good show. I liked it. Yeah. I, I don't like pothead? some of the, the negative, uh, there's some negative, like, pothead stereotypes in there where I'm like, what are that they going That was a little for? too much. It was a little too much in, like, the stereotype. Of, I was like, okay. Yeah. Also, someone did point out, it was like, you know, while, you know, black men are being convicted on weed charges, here comes a fun show about a lovely little white lady in her little store. And oh, it's like, yeah. it's like, Yeah. That feel, it feels How wrong. Yeah, I'm like, How oh, it feels wrong. Right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, we, as a country, we have a lot of cleanup to do. <laughs> no, we no. Should, it should just be legal. We should just be legal. It's, well, it's going to be on. recreational in uh, L.A. now or in yeah, California, right? after the new year. What about Minnesota? What's going on here? Nada. Really? No. no. What about medicinal? 
for some, very, very, very restricted. My wife has lupus and cannot get uh, medical marijuana. Really? It would really help her for uh, pain. And uh, yeah, I mean, that doesn't qualify. She has a disease and it doesn't qualify. Yeah. So there you go. If anybody's listening out there, yeah, factor that in. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, we gotta just let the old people die. (laughs) They've ruined everything. I'm just like, you're gonna die. Why are you ruining everything for us? Stop caring. Yeah. Like, who, like, oh, I hate, oh, I'm so angry. (laughs) So angry. I'm just like, old, like, and old people getting high is like, like I go to Portland and there are old people getting high and they're having the greatest fucking time in their lives. And here you got old people just being cold and angry and for no reason because Jesus told them not to smoke weed. <laughs> I don't know. Like your life will be better. Just let other people do it. Like it's not hurting you. Also, Minnesota would get more money. We'd get more money in taxes. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. Take, take a tip from those other states. It's working. Yeah, it is working, and it's and it's great. And like you know, I mean, my uncle died, and and he was in Israel, and he was in a lot of pain. And I know the weed would have helped him. Mm-hmm. It would have helped him, and he didn't get the care that he needed. And for me, like I get debilitating nausea um, during I don't care during my period where I can't I can't go on stage. Yikes! I can't perform. Eesh. And the only thing that helps is weed. Really. It's the only thing that will help with the nausea, like, I, or I'm, or I'm just gonna be, you know, in a ball crying in the, in the back room. Yikes. So, you know, it's like that should qualify. It does. It, yeah. I mean, in LA, it does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I have anxiety. Here you go. <laughs> we don't even need to know to what degree. Just okay. Yeah. Just yeah. I just don't like being in crowds, and they're like, here you go. Crowds of crowds of two is too much. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. bad. Being at home, just being just being alive. I think just being a human is is an excuse enough to do drugs. <laughs> like it's rough. In some circumstances, it's a rough time. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Not the bad ones, just the fun ones. No, no, just weed yeah. and hallucinogens. I hear you. Just weed and mushrooms. Did uh, is this IFC thing you did? Is that still going on? No, that's not. We're kind of talking to the producers about doing something with it but we're trying to release a podcast that's very similar oh, okay. to the feeling is mutual um janelle so james i watched stuff. that one she's been on this podcast yeah she's it. great yeah i love her but yeah i mean it'll just keep, people just got to keep tuning in i'm doing new stuff all the time right i'm on. doing fun videos i have a great um impression of uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I've wa- I watched you do that. Thank that you. Very good. I've got a good one coming up, a new holiday one. Okay. That I'm gonna release soon. So, yeah, just, just people just gotta show up. Right on. And I'll do it. Right on. Where are we at for time here? Oh yeah, we should wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, I gotta here. pee so bad. Oh. Okay. Well then, uh, you should go do that, and, and we can. Um, oh, well, we have to say you have a new album out. I do. Jay Z's new album. Download it. iTunes, Amazon, whatever. When you did Conan and Conan read the title and he yeah, laughed, and he that laughed was so awesome. I felt really good. That I, was like my favorite part. I bet. Yeah. That was super awesome. So go uh, Jay-Z's new album. Jay-Z's new album. <laughs> go get that. Uh, you can find your half hour. Yeah, and if they come here, I have the vinyls. I have some vinyls available. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So show up and uh, to Acme, see your show, and you can- Yeah, when is this being released? Today. Today? Yeah. Oh, well, guys, if you come to the Friday late night show- I'm giving away a Kindle for the best ugly holiday 
attire. Oh, sweater, yeah, ugly. Yeah, sweater. It can be a whole pantsuit. It can be you can come dressed as a Christmas dinosaur. I don't give a fuck. It okay. just I want to see some cheer. God damn it. Fair enough. I'm giving away a Kindle because I don't want. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the Kindle came from. Thank yeah, you. I don't just have Kindles lying around. <laughs> All right, you go use the bathroom. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. This was great. Awesome. Bye, guys.